0: Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have with me Graham Taylor, who is director of Hudson Rose. Now, he's a mortgage advisor that's got an addiction to Lego, is an above average DJ and brings his own unique styles of the industry with his signature hairdo. Now, if you're watching us on YouTube, you'll know exactly what I'm on about because it's peeking through the top of his cap and he's showing off his mohican here, which is awesome. He's a cat. <laughs> so, Graham has he's built a team of nine staff. And one of these members of staff is actually a branded Hudson Rose taxi that's named Jules. If you haven't seen it, check out the website. It's quite a cool little addition to their Meet the Team page. And he's got some of the sexiest offices I have ever seen. He's got an office in Stroud, an office in Sirencester and an office in Cheltenham. But enough talking about Graham. It's probably easier for him to talk about. And we're going to go through his message of how not all suits and ties runs deep through everything that he does so graham thank you very much for coming on mate thanks for having on chris good to see you good to see you now this is actually the first time that we've actually spoken so we had a bit of a chat before the is podcast started I
1: thought, I thought we met years ago
0: no so you were talking before we came on you were at a gary das event you think mm, years ago um yeah it wasn't so, you no it wasn't me it might have been somebody called dan reddish He's another gentleman in the like the digital marketing space, but it wouldn't have been me, unfortunately. Oh, this is the first you. time. <laughs>
1: oh, there we go. I thought we met. I was like, oh, I'm sure I spoke to him years ago when you just starting out, and it was like well, early days. Doesn't matter. Never mind. Yeah. He was nice. I was as well, an estate sorry.
0: agent before. He was a nice guy. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> everyone was right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you are really busy yeah, at the minute, think. and you're getting ready for uh, for holiday as well, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Have a bit of time off. Have a bit of time I'm off. Right. So show. before we get into all the interesting sexy questions that we're going to be asking Mm. could you give us a bit of a background into who you are how you got into the industry and how you got to where you are today
1: right well I I you're ham just just me um i've been uh, industry wise i started off uh skipping all the university days and that kind of stuff i entered the industry in 2007 april 07 uh with london and country not knowing one Mm. end of a mortgage from another no qualifications in the mortgage industry Uh, they put me through my cmap their everything was, was the academy, they called it at the time. We were the second group to go through that academy, uh, graduated out of that pretty quickly. Um, so you're now looking at about October 2007, so things were looking oh, wow, good. Yeah, you like, life is good. Here we go, <laughs> and then yeah, then everything went a bit wrong, didn't it? Um, so, weathered the storm there for a bit. Uh, had a good time, did well, was trained well. You know, I don't have anything bad to say about the, the, the good, good outfit from, from that point of view. Uh, ended up. I Did my CFA qualifications as a certificate of financial advisors whilst I was there. So I had CMAP and then kind of put myself through CFA because I thought extra string to your bow and all that kind of stuff. Um, went to work, applied for a job at HSBC for their financial planning manager because I thought, well, I'll go into you know, as everyone did back then. I'll go into you know pensions, investments, and all that kind of jazz. Um, got a job as a mortgage advisor because they were like, well, you haven't done the financial planning thing, so let's get you put in the in the, in the mortgage seat, and then if you didn't, you know, we'll bump you up. I sort of said, well, if I'm doing that in six months, I won't really be here because I can't go from holding market broken to tied advice because it's not the normal, you know, it, it was difficult, especially HSBC at the time weren't keen on lending money. It'd been very mm-hmm. difficult to go from, from being having a solution for everyone to telling everyone no. right? Which, so they said, right, we'll put in the mortgage job. That's fine. Got in the mortgage job. Of course, um, RDR, I always get this wrong. Yeah. RDR came, came in uh, and they made all their financial planning managers redundant. So I know i sat there thinking, well, I've dodged a bullet It's <laughs> I've still wow. got a job. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But, my stepping stones of well is going to go there. I'm um, kind of kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. So uh, after sort of spending, I was only there about eight or nine months, um, and, and used to regularly tell people to go to the other lenders across the road because they'd be able to help. You know things like we can't Manage do. It, but it Santander do it. would do it uh, nationwide down the road. Will do it. Which my, my, the, the manager was quite happy with, but um, it wasn't going to last long, was it? Uh, and then I, I went to uh, apply for a job with Mortgage Advice Bureau um for an office in Gloucester. Um met Gareth Herbert, sales director at MAB. Um he halfway through the interview said about this role of capital private finance, which is the high net worth uh, countrywide MAB venture starting like 2012, I think it was. Um and I'd already applied for that. I applied via a recruitment consultant and got not back saying, oh no, 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 you haven't got the experience. They want, they want um, you know, sales brokers and like Frank and it's you know fair. Oh, okay. Anyway, Gareth said, Yeah, well, thats that, I do believe him. I think you would be good for it. So he put me in the role <laughs> in Cotswolds, so where I stayed for oh, nice. uh, yeah, six years, um, did well there, was, was, was one that ended up being one of their top uh, top builders, and end up managing a team of the, the sort of South, the country team, as it were, from Bristol. Oh, okay, in sort of management. Yeah, but it wasn't for me at that point. I was getting itchy feet, and I was thinking, oh, "What would I do?" And then, yeah, jump ship the day, the week after my um, my daughter was born. So I started actually first day with Hudson some I was planning it for kind of a few months before Yeah, that was the first day. Yeah, and, and that was it. February 18. Five years later,
0: still here. Team of nine staff. And he's still <laughs> nine doing staff. it. Still, still having a go. What made you? What made you kind of think, "Yeah, I'm going to do it on my own now"? Did you have the confident because there's a lot of people that will listen to this that might be employed by a mortgage company or, yeah. or in a bank yeah. what makes you have that push
1: it's a confidence it was always something and, and, and i don't want to confuse confidence with arrogance because it was it was a, it was a gamble it was it's, it has to be a coming together of circumstances right and and it just so happened that my age well, i'm 40 now so i was a 35 kids I had a bit of Bit of savings behind me so I looked at it from a financial perspective like right well what's yeah. the worst that can happen the worst thing that happens here is that I go back and get a job right I've been a mortgage advisor for by this point for, for 12 years or something mm-hmm. 10 12 years so I've got a track record of being able to you know write numbers and do the insurance and you know build relationships and all that kind of stuff so I was like well I'm, I'm probably a pretty good bet to get a job if I needed to do it that was kind mm-hmm. of you know the, the thought was I had the money but so the financial bit was kind of ticked off um And then there's the confidence in your ability to do the job. You think, well, I can do this. You know, people know me locally for doing it. So you get the two together. You're like, well, give it a go. So I I, I basically had, yeah, I had like 12 months worth of money, you know, living on a shoestring in a a bank. And I drew three months out um, when I sort of set up the business. Obviously, the the setup costs, which can be pretty minimal, actually. And they were pretty minimal uh, when I set up. Um, And then after that three months drawings, I never drew any more of those savings. That was it just off and running just sort of set. oh did you
0: are oh, fantastic yeah. so you never actually <laughs> had good, to touch so... them
1: no i spent them now but <laughs> it <didn't laughs> but it was it was that thing it was like actually it's a confidence thing so yeah you know when the time is right because people sometimes say oh do you wish you had done it sooner and i think my answer is no i think i don't think i think everything came together to be like and now we do that and yeah. it just sort of seems to work so i i would say never force it unless it really feels right
0: and i think the way that you spoke about that, that you, when somebody asked you, should you have done it sooner? Mm. Yes, if I was in that position where I had the savings and I yeah. had the support of the family and I had 12 years experience knowing that if it didn't work out, then I could easily go and get a job because you knew you could. Mm. So it's it's all about timing and making sure you have that that backup um, yeah. as you need to. So speaking about that perfect kind of segue into this into the office situation you say are setting up as a mortgage broker today you actually don't need a lot of money behind you to do it it's having that client bank but the big thing would be if you were setting out you wouldn't get an office straight away you obviously have three high street offices now and you actually Mm. say they are part of your marketing budget aren't they so can you talk me through the stages of getting the first office the second and the third and what benefits you find having your own office
1: Okay. So, I mean, the first was I, I took an office. Uh, I took a, a, an office space when I first started. It was a room. It was like a short term thing, but it was, it was an old mill building. Was, they'd just literally just been converted. So it was quite serendipitous. It was always meant to be, you know, this was coming to the market. And it was, I remember it was £300. It was £300 a month, right? And I included my internet. And I was like, to my wife, I was like, oh, shit, it's 300 quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <That's, it's laughs> it, was, look back it, though. It's, but it's the same but this is the point right is it doesn't matter because it's it's real comparative to where you are so i have the same concerns and worries over my wage bill office costs everything that i have now in my mm. business today as i did when it was just me in a room it's just the numbers are bigger right and then mm. i chat to guys that are you know got 200 people with different sectors but they employ 200 people and their wage bills mental right mm. and i'm like do you have the same I'm like well we don't really worry about it but yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a consideration still there so, yeah, so the first office was I was there. And I was in a little room. Uh, I was there for two years, and then um, I used to go and get my lunch in, in Nailsworth, just a town outside Stroud, just where I live. And there was this um, this shop that came thing in the window, like ring this number. Now this was about February slash end February, early March, twenty twenty. Right, so. Good times.
0: Wow, it was that soon? I thought it was way, it would have been way before. No, that. it was
1: 80 years it was because it I signed the lease for the new shop in May 2020. In the middle of
0: the first <laughs>
1: thing I'd like that, yeah. Which, looking back, could have gone either ways. But she's a lovely local woman that owns it. I mean, I had to ask her for a tenancy agreement. She was like, ah, that'd be fine. I was like, well, you know, <laughs> and, and she, she let us do what you want. So, so the first one, is because I needed to put people somewhere. So I had me, and then there was Jess. And I thought, well, if we're going to move... Um, for the little room I had. I was going to take my then accountant's office opposite because he had a slightly bigger little room. Mm-hmm. But then the price was, I like, was well, a couple hundred quid more. I can have a shop mm-hmm. on the high street, like not the high street, but on the A46, oh, it's like a billboard. So that was the first one. So then I thought, well, let's let's chuck everything into there. Um, it was black originally because I, I inherited it as a black shop. So I kept it black because I money to, to paint it. Uh, and then we did the neon sign thing. So do you want to go? So so, so yeah, I'd like
0: to talk about the neon sign because before we jumped on this podcast, we were talking about the offices and how they're laid out. And Mm. Graham actually said our offices are part of our marketing, and you have a budget for them, even Mm. down to the position of Mm. the neon sign. So just just to give the listeners a bit of a background, but talk to us about the the neon sign.
1: So in each of our offices, what we look for now, which is what you know, we didn't. It's not. I didn't sit down. I'm not. Some kind of professor to be some kind of business expert. I sat down and masterminded this thing. Stuff happens accidentally and you go, Oh, that's worked. Let's see if we <laughs> replicate it. Okay. And that's... also,
0: you'll realize that Graham is very modest because this <laughs> no, is the way it. that he's spoken. <laughs> Obviously, built an incredible business that's, I mean, we're going to get into it, but it's the Forest Green Rovers mortgage partner. He's doing something right. So please, listen, just bear that in mind whenever he gets modest. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it is. But it's, it's like, you know, I'm not, I don't sit here and say this, this is our master plan. So, uh if you imagine and you can look it on the website the the the, the nails the stroud office it's a victorian office front right your shop front it's got two big pane windows in it and a door in the center right you can see in, so automatically you've got this really nice sort of people can look in so we thought we'll decorate it with the stuff that we had in the other office which we had some nice like sort of mid-century furniture and this kind of stuff and we'll make it look good and, and before it opened people were saying well, what is it? is it an art gallery it's always kind of yes yeah Um, But then as you drive uh, from the roundabout going to Stroud, obviously you drive past the office on the left hand side, you can see, you can see the wall. So I thought, well, I'll stick a big neon sign there. Right. Uh, I'll put on a timer and it says your mortgage, our problem, I had it made, cost me like 800 quid. I'll put it there and then people will see that as they drive past. Right. That was the plan. And they did. (laughs) People started seeing it. And so over time, the office grew, and, you know, it was very nice inside. It looked different. We had the, uh, one of the other windows sticking up with mortgage and insurance advice, but done in almost like a tattoo font, sort of gold and black. And so it really it looked quite smart. Um, fast forward of, uh, you know, a bit, bit, bit further, we then took on the office in Cirencester the year later, and we did it again. And uh, but this time, when we chose the office, we realized that one of the key things about where we are in Nailsworth is the people queue, because there's a roundabout about 30 feet. To the right if you come out of this office there's a roundabout right four mm. four things coming in and we thought right so when we need to look at an office location we need to be near queuing traffic we don't need footfall because you know people don't pop in like they do but, but yeah. it wasn't that at the core of what we wanted to do so when we set up siren Cester, we found this place and again it's a little bit too small at the front for a shop but we only need it to be you know we've got two the scientists you can see the door behind me that that is where you go into the back office so we've got the tiny little front mm-hmm. office, and back office but again it's got a big window and you turn out this door you turn right we're on a one-way street with two traffic and there's traffic lights a big roundabout at the end so you think okay because people queue and they look mm. at it and they look at it and they look around and go well, why what's this blue shop why has it got your mortgage and why is that why are they are on the walls and you're just kind of like why is it glowing pink and then they put the connection together like that and again cheltenham cheltenham came up you go to cheltenham the bath road we are uh, almost outside a, a level crossing the traffic queues to get into Cheltenham coming from the Gloucester side every morning, queues to get out every night. And again, we've got the wall and you've got the sign. So the idea is you'll see the neon sign as you're driving in one particular direction and it'll catch mm-hmm. your eye. And I think it was summed up best by a client that said to me that he said, you know, I don't know, I've said this before, but he, um, he drove past my office in, in, in Nailsworth for about 12 months and didn't need a mortgage. It's like, didn't need a mortgage, didn't need mortgage. One day he needed a mortgage. So well, where did he, who, he said, who was I going to ring? It was like it was gonna be you because I passed your office every day. I've that's, seen you. That's the marketing. People see it. The amount we get, we go, Well, I've seen you, and it looked interesting, and I just wanted to know more about it. And and they then look at like reviews and everything else. See,
0: I love that because that is that takes on an analogy that I speak to people about all the time. Is almost like drip feeding your brand into your client's subconscious? You've done it with an office front. We talk to people about it social media, so mm. you could post for 12 months. 100 posts and that john smith never interacts with one of them mm. yet when it comes to his mortgage he's like well every night i've scrolled on social media i've seen hudson rose mm. they're the ones i'm going to go to because those are the ones that i remember
1: yeah yeah that's it's it. exactly it's just like- the
0: same as social media
1: it's billboards isn't it it's what we've done for years and years with billboards it's it's shocking it's not you know it's be there be there and be good you know just just do the best yeah. you can for each client but you've got to be there and um like I say it, it, it's come out of the first one was I need somewhere to put, put people and then realizing actually expanding next town over um mm-hmm. you're fishing into sort of three different ponds as we are now so we've got kind of you know we're not just concentrating our our, our efforts into one bit so we can spread the spread the risk a little bit um but yeah be there be, be seen and I say a lot of ours comes from I mean, I'm not the right percentage but was a percentage figure fly around because we ask everyone it's not scientific we're yeah, how,
0: how you've seen us uh, yeah
1: yeah a lot of them is, is, is seen the office and people do pop in from time to time but the, the beauty is is because of what we do for a living we can take the shops and there's a lot of shops on high street we can take the shops that are say, a little bit too small to work for a shop but they're in a nice mm-hmm. area and, and obviously because of the industry we're in you know we only need a couple of desks and a, and a chair and
0: to, top and some internet yeah, yep. to
1: operate and then we can generate income that can then pay for for the shops. so it's that kind of model of just taking the stuff that's a bit underserved that's a little bit pricey for some that we can actually just get in and, and, and have a go at and you've got the people somewhere haven't you so,
0: <laughs> so yeah get a to. bit of a deal on it as well yeah i exactly. wanted to talk to you about your um your slogan so what is the slogan that you have that's those pink neon oh your mortgage our problem so the reason i want to delve into this is just to say to people try not to overthink things because your mortgage our problem you've used a negative word there problem haven't you but this is it, yeah, yeah. It evokes emotion, I think. Now, yeah, you could have probably taken that low uh, motto. I don't know who did it or mm. who came up with it. You could have taken it to 10 people that did marketing, and the majority of them would probably turn around and go, Oh, problem. You don't want to use a negative word, you want something uplifting, etc. etc. Mm. But actually, stop what I want people to think or to listen to on this is. Stop trying to overthink everything that it mm-hmm. needs to apply to everybody. It only needs to apply to the kind of customers that you want to attract.
1: Yeah, and it's, it, I I never thought. I never thought that this. It was only it was about eighteen months after trading where the BDM line said. Do you think like why is my mortgage a problem to you? I'm like what? And I'd never seen it from that angle because I was like, no, 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 no. It's like you're making your mortgage our problem, right? It's not a problem for you. Give it to us. Do like fine. It's very positive, very relaxed. He'd seen it the other way, and I'd never, I'd never thought about this back to way, back to front way. The tagline "Your mortgage our problem" actually came from our branding agency, right? Um, Okay. branding agency. I mean, there's a there's a story there in itself. In as far as the Hudson Rose logo, uh, typeface, and that tagline. Came out because I had a um, I was setting up a business. I was like, as everyone does, you go. Like, oh, I need a logo, right? Because what do you think? I need a logo. Um, and a guy I went to school with, um, Tom. Someone says, "We to oh, Tom's. Tom's in that game. Like he's he's heading up some firms in London. Give him a give him a bell." So I rang Tom. I was like, oh, "Mate, yeah, I need, need this doing." It's like, yeah, I'll have a chat with the art director and we'll see if we can do something, you know, on a Friday afternoon, like for the, for the designers just to get their teeth into a bit of a project, really. You like know, we've got some downtime. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. Didn't know really what I was doing. It was like, yeah, he's just got some, some little agency in, in East London.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, so he starts doing this. I start getting like some sort of different, you know, brand templates. Like, what do you get this? What do you get that? And I'm going through this process I've never done before. I'm like, well, that's good. That's good. And then they came back and like the one like was a yellow, like the yellow and they like, you know, they had this like the yellow shows is that it, it, it's different. It, it speaks to young professionals. more playful. And say, yeah. And, yeah. The, and they had all this sort of background about it. And they're like, you can invert the colors like this, but don't go away from these and these are your colors. I ended up with brand guidelines, right? It's mm-hmm. a whole, like PDF. This is how you could do it. Everything else. And I was like, well, this is pretty good. So I bought them a, I said, well, look, you know, do I need any money? He's like, no, nah, no. Nah, it's all, it's all so I bought them a um, couple of boxes of donuts, right? Crosstown donuts, sent them over to the office. Thank you very much, guys I like Happened to then look on the site. I was like, oh, what is this? Where, what is it? It turns out they have got an office in, in East London. They've also got an office in New York. They've also got an office in Miami. And they have got one in you. And just their, their bread and butter is doing like 10 million, $20 million spends for AB InBev and Heineken and running social for Nike. And like just this quite niche, <laughs> but very well respected. And my mates, the MD of it, oh, you know, I, think, I, think it was, I think it was operations at the time, but I just ended up with this absolute powerhouse which was really
0: incredible cool. it's what you do with it then that's though just, further up well that's what through. it is yeah i
1: hope we, yeah. it's not just a case it was out of the box but but things like the your mortgage our problem that did come from them not a and ties that was our own creation that was my own creation but the uh the not your mortgage our problem i just thought it worked the other one they had was we like mortgages more than you it was like because it was like that riffing on that you know okay yeah, you that's never, quite never cool went with that. um
0: but they mocked up different things. You know. but that's quite like, what what i like about it is that it's you could have gone down a different route you could have you could have sent it out to 10 bdms and that bdm could have gone back and Mm. gone what do you think about this but it resonates with you so what i'm trying to get the message is if it if it speaks to you and you like it just run with it because there is going to be somebody out there that says oh don't do that just go and give it a go do you know what i mean you can't can't please please everybody no why should you yeah you want to attract the clients that you like dealing with and that's what you can do with your branding so We've talked about branding. I love that story about the logo. I think that's class. So that logo is worth about 2.5 million. Is that what you're... Oh, I don't know what it is. I have
1: had that conversation since saying, do I, do I have Why a Why you? Is so there like, like an outstanding like, invoice? Like, wait, though no, the guy that did it has left. So the guy that left there, he's like, oh, the guy that did it. designer's left and he's now doing a completely different, so I won't worry about it. So no, he's totally cool with it. But it has served as well,
0: so let's get into social media and how you present your brand online. Because yep. you are very personal on social media with photos of the staff, aren't you? Mm. How do you find that that kind of content helps over really stuffy kind of images?
1: I mean, yeah, stuffy images aren't going to help with us because it's not. It's not. It would. It would yeah. jar. So we, we 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 find our difficulty. The 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 skill, if you will. So the content will jar if we have that kind of sort of very stuffy, very sort of corporate, um, corporate uh, approach to turning our posts. So the, the the difficulty for us, or the sort of the skill which we've got to be good at, is is, is getting a, um, it's walking the line between fun but professional, right? Because mm-hmm. you can be fun and engaging and all that kind of stuff and be doing daft videos, but fundamentally what we're doing is moving around lots large numbers of money for people, right? um so we don't you won't see as much we don't do much kind of comedy because it's just not really what we're about you know we're about arranging mortgages for people but in a in a relaxed way and that's the difficulty mm. it's getting that that thing right um that fine balance between the two um so yeah and that's why i like quite, it. yeah
0: it is it is playful and there's Mm. for example you uploaded a photo I think it was maybe yesterday or something and it was just a photo of all the staff kind of jumping outside the office and it was like yeah we've been washed out in August but we've been in the office we've been doing Mm. and that to me it shows the professional side but then it shows a bit of personality as well did you have somebody to come in to do like a photo shoot for all the photos of the team
1: yeah, well, we've had a we've had a photographer on a retainer for the last three years, so uh, we pay. You. Yeah, we pay um, uh, Johnny at Swivel, uh, who's really good. Check him out. Um, he is, uh, we were his first client, I think, because um, uh, very Gosh. early on, I recognised that if you're going to, you know, we've always done social media, right? So we've really been what we've done, but we've only really kind of got better at it. Well, you only get better as you do more of it, don't you? So it's not, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you have to you have to keep fresh. You can't just keep using the same stuff. You have to have fresh photos and stuff right mm-hmm. so we pay him a monthly amount we get three photo shoots a year and then we can get him for like ad hoc extras as well and within that he'll do the new team shots or do us new offices you know if we go out for a beer or something afterwards he'll come along and get some of that and then we can use those throughout the year so Bad. yeah he's he's a, he's a monthly he's a monthly cost in, in so far as that's that.
0: a good and that's something that i don't hear that a lot of people do but I think having a photographer or having a videographer that can mm. come in every so often just to even just to document your journey of how the business mm. grows and new members of staff and going for a beer leads me perfectly onto the question of how do you do your marketing do you have somebody in-house or do you have an agency
1: in-house everything's in house so we've uh it was originally me doing it and then uh Jess who's our senior manager she came along and she was sort of she's sort of with marketing operations but she's sort of changed her job title she's sort of progressed through the, through the company because she has, has other roles as well so um content creation then sort of fell to her on a day-to-day basis and then more laterally we've employed cam who's doing a master's in film at the university of gloucestershire but he comes to us three days a week um you know as, as, a, as a staff member he's not he's not any apprenticeship or anything like that mm-hmm. um and cam because he's a director you know he, he knows how to shoot he's got a, a cinema grade camera uh he can use editing software you can use canva better than better than i can you know you can just do he just, he's our so he's kind of become our
0: creative director into, almost yeah
1: yeah so i will write you know we do i our, 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 our do a quarterly broken note to our introducers about what's going on the market and everything else i'll write it you know on a word document and i give it to cam and he just creates this lovely
0: this magical thing that yeah, just yeah, appears. yeah, and, yeah. And,
1: and, and and he's got access to the photos you know the forest green stuff which at you know we're going to utilize him for that um things like you know if you, the power of canva which like i say will come in fgi can do some pretty amazing things you can use it's a pretty cool yeah it's, it's it's incredible insane. Canva, releases. yeah yeah it's one of those we issues. don't it's stop
0: talking about so, so with it. Yeah. with somebody that's a creative director because there might be some mortgage people mortgage brokers that are listening to this that maybe have a team of say three or four people and they're sat there deciding i can either hire another admin mm-hmm. or another broker or take a creative person on now taking a creative person on probably wouldn't be the first port of call for a mortgage advisor mm. what benefits has it been have you had to your company for taking somebody on that's creative
1: oh huge because I'm, I'm i'm i know my way around canva a little bit right and i can mm. i can probably do a jump cut and a edit on one of the you know premiere pro or something but it'll it would, it would take me a while, right? I'd have to remember, yeah. I'd say, i go, go, like, I want to do this again, and there'd be trial and error. At the end, it would look, at best, amateur, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Worst, unusable. So here's an example. So we've always done piece-to-camera videos, ads, social ads. Uh, we store them on the YouTube channel. We don't really do much with YouTube, sort so that we need to do, but but we, we have these sort of, and I've always done piece-to-camera, one shot back. So you imagine, I used to have, uh, yeah, I'd do it with this, this, um, this sort of style of camera, and I'd have a microphone set up, and I'd record it, and then I'd... Put my water, my logo on the top right, and I'd go and do the subs and rev and all it all takes time. Yeah, you know, the other day we shot a load of video. I literally had to stand up, walk across the other side of the room. Jess was like, Right, we're doing, she'd already thought of it. She's like, We're doing these videos, we're gonna do five of them. These are the topics. Yeah, I, I cocked it up a bit, you know, I mean, it was things I'll like, oh, start again, but we don't have to start again because Cam just keeps shooting because he can edit, right? So uh, I, I, right, like, okay. I did it and then I sat down. And then Cam's got footage, and then a week later, Cam's like, Right, we've got X, Y, and Z here. You know, we, we it's just, it's just done, right. or if, if Jess sort of says, because you know, it's obviously Jess Poker needs doing you know, things like you need to do something on like, a we should do a, a, a live or a, a, a stories. We have a, we have the you know the, the work iPhone, and mm. I literally film it, well, talk about whatever it is, you know, comes in this stop, hand can the phone, and then within an hour, we've got an edited story music. He's done all the sort of trending music stuff with it, and it's gone. I mean, it's
0: brilliant. Now. That's next level, isn't it? And that's it's brilliant. And do you see? As, as mortgage advisors, it's, sometimes it's very black and white. If I put their monthly wage, or you pay them £500 a videographer, I want to see a double investment on my money. I can imagine it's not as easy as that, is it just to say, well, we pay this much and we get this much out of it?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't run my business so brutally as that. I do on a sales side. Okay broken numbers and all that you know in terms of like not brutal the brokers but in terms of what what we when i'm working out because costs and juices and yeah and 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 like myself that's fair but but this to me is something that has to be done this is part if you want to be a serious business and, and you've got to be you've got to be in it you can't you know five years ago you could sit there and and people, you know, before TikTok and all that kind of stuff, you know, you could get away with some pretty ropey stuff because not many people, not as many people were doing it in 2018, mm-hmm. S- stick stuff out there. Now, everybody's doing it, right? So how do you stand out Where well, you make it look better, right? Now, mm-hmm. I know, I'm not saying to everyone have to go out and have a cam straight away, not at all, but, but the apps and stuff now, the, films, the things you can do, you can make it look sharper from the off than you could, you know, Five, even five, five years, years
0: ago, camera. yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: so I'm not saying you saw with a cinema grade camera. So no, I would obviously it's 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 really crucial to us because we're a very visual business. And you can see if you look at our Instagram, yeah. you'll see when Cam started. <laughs> it's
0: pretty obvious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you go back, we like, oh, <laughs> oh, that,
0: that day, yeah, that day.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were just but like, that's, jaws on the floor. This guy's brilliant.
0: So, the yeah. thing is, the great thing you're doing is you're creating content to be found. Mm. Whereas some mortgage brokers aren't even at the stage where. They're putting out content to get them verified. So the, what I say there is they've heard of you. Mm. They're going to search you on social. So you've got to have high quality content on your social channels. Look, video is a big thing. Yet it takes a lot of time. But just having posts that are branded at topical, that are professional, you have to have your social channels updated with that type of content now. Mm. Because if somebody searches you on, you, on Instagram and you look unprofessional, you haven't got anything, they're going to move on to the next company.
1: Yeah, it's the first thing. It's the first thing I do when I find a company is look at all socials. I mean, yeah, Instagram, whatever, just, just get a feel for them. And I, and I sort of going back when you say the, the, social, the social challenge of Hudson Rose was always from the off meant to be the personality of the business. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily about communicating messages so much. I mean, we, we do, we have like base rate rises, and if you're worried, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which you do, but it's not just that, it's the, it's the personality. you want to know about you know interest rates and mortgage stuff give us a call we'll talk to you about all day long but a lot of people when they're sat in front of the tv with the phone in their hand they're not really going to want to read a post about you know your opinions on the base rate particularly but they might just like the aesthetic of what they are seeing. it's just about getting that you know that connection again like this looks different this looks interesting
0: seeing your face yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: and then uh well you see my face unlucky but do you mean but it's that kind of it's those just different connections where that looks different I don't, I guess the whole thing is I don't think mortgage advisors look like that. Why does that one look like that? I'm interested.
0: It piques Uh, your interest, yeah. Yeah. It grabs your attention, exactly Yeah. No, so we've talked about social media and now we're gonna go off on a bit of a tangent where don't use social media. That's essentially what we're talking about here because you Mm. have built your business, not just using social media. You've used loads of different marketing Mm. techniques. And the two that I want to talk about First one is you were talking that you do canvassing and leaflet mm-hmm. drops still. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one is you are now the mortgage sponsor of Forest Green Rovers which are a yeah. club that are making moves not just on the football platform but marketing platform as a whole yeah. aren't they so. Yeah. Let's talk let's talk about Forest Green Rovers first. Let's how talk FGR about FGR that's you refer to as. FGR how did that
1: come about F-G-R, um well, I I my, I started going with my son. I live locally to the to the ground. Uh, I have got a, a mate that works there, quite closely. Uh, I like what they do. I don't know what they do on the football pitch at the moment. But that's nothing. But I like what they do in terms of their commercials and, and the way they position themselves. You know, they're the world's first vegan football club. They're the 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 They're the greenest football club in the world, according to you know UA oh, wow. i never thing. knew that. Yeah, they they things like um, the LED advertising is run off batteries that are solar charged in the day. They have a solar powered lawnmower. They recycle the urine from away fans to then fertilise the pitch. Uh, you can't really, get, it's, it's all vegan up there. There's no milk. There's no, you know, and I'm not vegan, but I'm, the food, the food is really good. Food is good. Yeah. Yeah. And and everything about it is just, it's just, it's doing something different. And, you know, the owner, um, you know, clearly that is, that is what he does. You know, he, he owns a big energy company and everything else. So he is furthering mm. the green agenda. He's using football to do it. I've got no problem with that at all. I like the way they're doing something different, and they're not afraid to. And that just seemed to gel with us. I mean, if you think uh, their stadium's at the top of a hill and one of our shops at the bottom of the hill, right? So it just seemed it just seemed right. So yeah, we sort of had to start have a conversation with their commercial uh, manager. You know, what can you do? We've got a bit of money to to put into it. What can we have done? And and you sort of agree a package, and yeah, uh, then then you get up there. As and, and straightforward as say, you
0: know, that, guys, just to get a it, national coverage from a football club is just, just speak to the commercial director. We chat with
1: And then we obviously, and the good thing was, we got the, um, you know, we, 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 we agreed a press release and date, and then we were able to go up and do photos with the chief executive. So there's me holding a football shirt, as they all do, like, you know, that classic mm-hmm. as well. But then we gave one of our tea towels. So there's one of him holding one of our tea towels. Because that's that that. the other thing. We give, do you know about the tea? We give tea towels to all our clients.
0: <laughs> really? as like, as yeah. like moving so in you. gifts?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whoever that's buys nice. tea towels. Tea yeah when you, you never, like yeah. A national trust face with your nan you're not buying tea towels are you so so <laughs> we had um we had some tea towel we, we used to do beeswax wraps uh because we used to work in the resource of, instead of cling films so we used to give those away and then we moved oh, to okay. having uh we had a designer do uh house in mchouse face you know the sort of 19 it looks like an ad and it's like yeah. bright pink on this nice sort of organic cotton tea towel and then yeah when you complete we chuck one over the post and. It hangs around people's kitchens. I mean, I don't know how often you change your tea towels, Chris, but they hang around a long time. So anyway, there's a picture of me giving the CEO of, of, of uh, Forest Green Rovers chief executive one of our tea towels as well. But that Canva point, I was saying, our LED advertising that goes all around the ground when it comes on for 30, we have 30 seconds, first half, 30 say so it was designed on Canva.
0: Why? that's incredible and, and it if, looks brilliant <laughs> like, we're like
1: how do we do that you know,
0: it's, it's P- most cool. people that listen to this will know what canva is but canva is an online design piece of software and for the pro version it's 11 pounds a month now we have photoshop and illustrator and everything and that's 50 pound a month for us for the basic package now canva is 12 quid a month and you can design high quality graphics exactly like graham said there that can be used brilliant. in advertisements so yeah. go and have a look at Canberra if you haven't, guys. But yeah. I think the moral of the story there with that sponsor of Forest Green Rovers is just go and have a conversation because what could happen from that conversation is Forest Green Rovers could be picked up by an international news outlet, couldn't they, for something mm-hmm. that they do, recycling the urine of the away fans. That would be a mm-hmm. great headline. Mm-hmm. Imagine if one of the photos was had Hudson Rose in the background.
1: Well, okay, they were. They played uh, Salford, the big, big opening game of the oh, yeah. <laughs> League Two on Saturday, um, and there was a chance of a goal when our when our ads were up. And I've watched the highlights from the AFL thing. And if you go on, you know, the oh um, really? So yeah, we see it. The first thing it's like Hudson Rose, like your mortgage our problem, written in big letters behind the goal because it's just it's you know, and, it, and it's different, Chris. It's not that something you can talk about measurement and stuff. It's not something where I think we're going to be able to measure an outcome, right? It's not where mm. we say, oh, we've, we've spent X, we're going to gain Y, but. As, an, as, a, as a sort of um, standing shoulder to shoulder with a brand with values and modern forward thinking, that's what it's about. And then you've got actually the other partners and the other people that help sponsor it and, and meet them at events. So it's more of a profile raising piece, I think. And it allows us to legitimately use their logo. You know, we're going to go to games throughout the season. We can then stick that on the social. We're having our, our sales meeting up there on thursday oh, nice um because you know but at the pitch and stuff, it's just uh it's just gives another dimension so yeah we're, we're we're really really pleased with it as long as the Love results it. get
0: better but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I well, have I control. just stay on the tv that's what you just keep yeah. playing Salford. <laughs> exactly. so we've talked about the forest green rovers the other thing i wanted to speak to you about was the canvassing so mm-hmm. canvassing is one of the oldest marketing ploys in the book isn't it putting stuff through mm. people's letterboxes mm. why
1: do you still do it because we've got to do, it's all about how many touch points, you know, seven touch points, you know, it's, you've got to do everything. I mean, I'm not saying we do anything well, but we do everything a bit, right? So we do, um, we do piece of camera videos, that we stick on YouTube everywhere, we do uh, paid for social, we do um, non, non-paid socials put out there, you know, uh, we do sponsoring school fates and charity events, we do FGR, we do leaflet drops, right, we do introduces. So, as long as I pick up a little bit from all these different things, right? Well, then that's how it works. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Now, I sit, you know, you say, well, we're doing things in, in the right way. But I still look like and think, oh, we should be doing so much more. Like if I allocated more budget. But you've got to be careful because it's very easy in marketing to pour your money down a drain and get nothing back. I sort of hmm. found out, you know, it's very, things like the the paid for uh, ads and stuff. If you don't know what you're doing, I would say, you know. Exactly money down the get, drain. Yeah, get someone to talk you through it. Just the basis. If you know nothing about it. Don't just go and have a go because it'll be very quick to take your money off you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it will disappear very very quickly. So you kind of got to do so. It's kind of spreads the risk. So yeah, we had some um, some flyers printed. I think you get like five thousand flyers for one hundred and fifty quid or one hundred thirty quid or something. Really, and, and again, designed in Canada. We can help you. <laughs> yeah, and it's just here we are. We're here. Do you need us? If you haven't seen us. We're here. Let us know. And we picked up. I know for a fact that we we picked up two bits of business from. We've only done it once because we didn't want we to ease off the leads a bit. But we're going to do another job this summer. Uh, I only picked up two bits of it because we still told them to mention it when they called. Um, so it more than pay for itself, and then you know your logo has gone through five thousand homes. I mean, it can't even be if bad.
0: it's just chucked in the recycling, they've seen your logo. It's still yeah. there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope it's not chucked. I'm sure it's put on the fridge. Don't tell me that. Next
0: to the next to the tea towel. <laughs> next to the tea towel
1: and the picture of Forest Green Rovers with our thing in the background. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Hudson Rose yes. threw up on my fridge. That's your logo yeah, now. That's the thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that awesome. I, I love the I love the different touch points and although the canvassing that you spoke about, you can't sometimes you can't get that direct correlation between how many you've dropped, how many appointments you've booked, but that person could see your canvassing, then they've gone and driven past your shop, then they've seen a social post, and it's, it's those touch points, isn't it? So right, before we, oh, sorry, before we get on to the strategy question,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: we like to make a £10 donation to a charity that is close to yours or your comedy arts. Which charity did you want us to make a donation to? It was to?
1: the... Uh, it's a sort of uh, Alba... I don't know what her name is Alba Thorne, and it's her reverse RET, which is a, a heritage genetic condition which is sort of lifelong and it needs to profound disabilities and, and yeah, reverse rep would be ideal. Thank you very much, mate.
0: Perfect. I will make that no problem at all. Right. So the strategy question I'm looking forward to this because um, <laughs> Graham has been having sleepless nights. He's told me about the <laughs> answer <worrying>. to
1: this. <laughs> too much pressure.
0: So we are going to pretend that you've moved to the North of Scotland. You've got a laptop and a mobile phone and an internet connection. You've got no money. What would you do to start getting new leads for your mortgage
1: business? I've got no money. I'm in the north of Scotland. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I get trained south. That's no <laughs> <laughs> I am Scottish. I've been there. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, you've, every video would be video every day of the week. Okay. I do the video, post into groups. It's a really, it was a really difficult thing to do when I first started, and I kind of still kind of think, oh, how do I do that? But you have to do it. You've got to do it. Get yourself known.
0: So groups, so as in like local groups to your area. Yeah,
1: yes, it's, it's not for really spam, bit spam, get the, get the okay view, but, but get something where people look at it and go, this is different. And that's the thing. So all you've got to do is people to remember, assuming you're good at your job, right? I mean, assuming you can put a mortgage away with the, with the best Yeah. yeah. Them, then the only, the only thing that you can do that's different to anyone else is either, is either package it differently, right? Um, or give a better service. And, and if you strive for both, then hopefully you pick things up. So I would just I'd jump on the video straight away and be like, right, let's let's try and.
0: And yeah. just do videos, like very basic videos where, or so videos to say, this is how much deposit you need for a buy-to-let mortgage or videos about who you are and your personality. Both.
1: Okay. Both insofar, but but predominantly ones that are going to give people that they, you want to, if you've got nothing, right? If you've got nothing, then you, the first thing you need to do is show you're competent. Mm-hmm. Because if you just start talking about lawyer, that's fine. But it's people want to know that you're competent. So if you can stand in front of the camera and go, look, if you're thinking of buying a house, you need to think of bang, 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 right? i do another video next week. Then, and you can do like virtual things. Now you can get the whole groups. You can you do like virtual presentations with tickets and all that kind of stuff? Now Facebook. Yeah. You know, five years ago, that's what people want first and foremost. Is are you competent? Because that's what they're looking for. All our clients in the, the day just want to they just want to get their mortgage, remortgage, purchase, and they want to have it in a nice thing. That's them. But the main aim is not to lose sight of is that you know get the mortgage done. So I would do that, and then I'd probably put a bit about put, yeah, my personality and stuff into that as well. So have
0: that mix because I think yeah. We think that social media is this social bullet that if I put up a video about how you can get a mortgage, all these people are gonna go flooding in and oh, talking God. to us.
1: Wish it was. <laughs>
0: It'd be a lot easier, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: But it is, it's having that mix of business content and personality and then delivering on the service. And this. I heard a great thing actually on a podcast I was listening to from Alex Hormosi, mm-hmm. who huge digital marketer. And he says, what you need to do is find somebody you want to emulate. So for example, you wanted to say, I want to build a business exactly like Graham and mm-hmm. say, right, what steps has he taken? Write those down. And how many years has it taken him to get to that point? Because you started the business in 2018, say for example, yeah,
1: February 10, yeah.
0: but with 15 years experience off the back of mm-hmm. that, okay. Mm-hmm. You've got to have that patience to say, if it's taken Graham that many years to do it it's going to take you the same if not longer you've got you can't lose sight of yes you could follow every single step that graham's done but it's still taken time
1: yeah and you've and got you to,
0: have to bear that in mind
1: you know, and, and that's true in, in, in touch sorry, in terms of the you know the experience you're right but also someone once said to me someone that's uh quite senior in the industry and holds you know has a has a number of advisors should we say, saying a couple of firms and he said to me he was like i want to do something like you how would i do that and I was like, well, I'm missing the point. And I was mean, I always said, said to him, like, do it your way. like do Your it. way, don't, yeah. Because if somebody, the one thing, the, the feedback I've had from marketing consultants that we have worked with, or people that work in marketing, and, and maybe they're blowing smoke up or else not, is they said that the one thing has some Rose what they see is people that are marketing, they, they can tell it hasn't come out of the box. They can tell it's authentic, right? They said it, mm-hmm. you can. they can spot the businesses whereby an agency's gone, well, let's make a approachable, colourful mortgage brokerage. And they've just kind of, styled it in a certain way and like the people mm-hmm. that work in those industries go we can spot it a mile off right and yeah like, that's why we deal with a lot of the sort of creatives and marketing yeah we have a lot of marketing directors because the first thing they do is go I love your marketing and I you know I like I like your shops, like you're different, it's uh, authentic So as, I think as clients
0: you're talking about yeah, clients, yeah. Clients. yeah
1: yeah, it's clients yeah that, that, that come to us and, and you just think that's always I, li- I like that's a that's a nice thing And someone says oh do you know what I can see that this is real this isn't just made up so I would always say like, you know if anyone thinks just do the thing that you like. This has just come about because it's all the stuff I like smashed into my business, right? That's all it is. It's just my my personality. So, so find your bit and just do that and, and people will come along with you, I'm sure.
0: Be authentic. I think that's the yeah. perfect way to, to end the podcast. Graham, it's been an absolute pleasure. How can people Thanks, connect with you if they want to reach out and have a chat?
1: I well, can read a flyer that comes to their door. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> very good, very oh, good. Yeah, they can get us on, uh, on the usual Instagram, Facebook. Um, I am on LinkedIn. Instagram, Facebook,
0: LinkedIn, LinkedIn, YouTube. You said it. You're there. You're on all the platforms. Shout into the ether. Awesome. (laughs) Graham, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a lot. So thank you very much for listening.